if you want to be more famous or you want to travel or you want to do something more special, I always recommend that you have to keep taking workshops. Whether you're a professional dancer or just started falling in love with ballet dance, welcome to the Ballet Dance Live podcast. Here, we are diving deep into all facets of ballet dance world that cannot be found in a workshop or an audience seat. Every week, you will find new, honest, thought-provoking, inspiring, and educational conversation with top leading professionals of our industry. I'm your host, Jana Komornitska, and I'm honored that you are part of our dance tribe. Jelinas BDE is excited to offer many training and performance opportunities to intermediate and professional level dancers. Visit joinbde.com for information on how to join their professional cast or to train and perform with BDE Experience program. Gain a unique and professional level experience with training in technique, choreography, performance and theatrical productions alongside Jelina and her team of directors. Information is available at johnbd.com. Hello, hello, guys. Uh, how are you doing? How's your dancing going? We are approaching our final week of Ballet Dance Live podcast challenge. Yes, I can't believe we started uh, almost two weeks ago, and this is our... Actually, no, this st- we started two weeks ago, and this is our third week of Ballet Dance Live podcast challenge. Four videos are already released, and it's so cool to see your videos on Instagram learning this uh, uh, choreography. And tomorrow, literally tomorrow, December 11th, there will be fifth part released, and we will have complete routine. Can you imagine how cool it would be now to travel from festival to festival, meet people who know exactly the same choreography, and dance together to the soundtrack of our Baladins Life uh, podcast created by Pedro Bonato. I can't wait to see that. I'm even thinking, should we start flash mobs? <laughs> that would be super fun. Uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, or you missed some of the videos and don't know if you can still join us, of course you can. Officially, we are running till December 15th, and there will be a bunch of cool presents and gifts prepared for you and for upcoming holiday season. But of course, you're welcome to join and dance with us whenever you hear this information, whenever you discover about the challenge. Just go ahead to the webpage yanadance.com slash challenge i'll put it in the show notes too and find out all information about all previous uh, parts of the choreography about music about our awesome teachers and everything you need to know in order to learn this drum solo routine so don't hesitate and just join us and as much as i'm excited about our current challenge i'm also excited about our today's guest because yes you probably already saw on the poster and title we are having an amazing episode with david here and i had a pleasure to meet him during his visit to ukraine and he was teaching and performing here at the dance festival and uh, his uh, personality, charisma, and technique is 
literally something extraordinary. All the answers of the workshops were just shocked with all the power of dance uh, passion that he poured on us. It was absolutely amazing and I really sincerely recommend whenever you uh, have opportunity to visit his class, don't hesitate, just go because you will be just infused in the ocean of new ideas and new dance tricks and challenges and the way he puts his choreographies and sequences and techniques is absolutely amazing. So really recommend, uh, highly recommend, go and study with him. Uh, David is originally from Argentina, now today he travels all around the world. Uh, he also graduated from Amir Talib school and he has very unique and touching story about that and how he began his journey in ballet dance, which of course we will be talking about during the interview. But also, uh, for those who are interested in uh, developing your international dance careers, he gave invaluable tips and suggestions uh, based on his own experience. So. Tune in, stay with us till the very end, and I know you already can't wait to dive into this episode, so without any further delay, please welcome Amazing David. Hello, David. Uh, welcome to Ukraine, first of all, <laughs> and then welcome also on the podcast. So very happy to, to talk to you today. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, thank you so much. I am so excited to be here in Ukraine also. Well, looking forward to upcoming uh, workshops uh, too. Uh, how do you enjoy your stay so far? Like you've been here for a few days only, but <laughs> yes, was is I know it's uh, very nice. I, I love the city, and also I spend some time giving class and spending this time for the weekend to give workshops and competition and show. Uh -huh. <laughs> so it's nice. Well, before we dive into like your in general, like dance activities and traveling and workshops and everything that you do. How did everything start? Do you remember your very first ballet dance class? Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. I remember like every time. Uh, this was like uh, because my mom, she fell in love with uh, some novels, some series in Latin America, El Clon, you know, maybe. Mm -hmm. There's uh, Jade and Oriental Dance. And she fell in love with this. And she started to study uh, by herself with the tutorials and DVDs and BHSC. Mm -hmm. So she then uh, learned and teach to us. So yes, my oh, mom cool. was my first uh, teacher in oh. belly dance. And uh, do you have uh, uh, sisters and brothers in your family? Yes, I have uh, seven brothers and sisters. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yes. And also she teach uh, to my sisters and we just have a fun, I mean, just like a hobby where the music starts in the TV and we start to dance like uh, having fun. And also my sisters is done, are dancers too. Oh, really? That's yes. so awesome. Yes, That's great. Nice. I didn't know it's like the family, family <laughs> not business, but family, I don't know, profession, art, <laughs> hobby. Yes. They are doing like a hobby uh -huh. when... I arrived to the city and they went to dance and they also take my class when they arrived. That's so awesome to have like family activity. <laughs> yes, it's very nice. But how did everything like eventually continue? Because everything started as a hobby with your mom teaching you. And uh, when uh, did you went to school afterwards? Uh, uh, did yes. you study on your own? Uh, 
when I was eight, I started like a hobby, take some ballet class, Spanish dance, flamenco, and all this fusion. And when I was uh, 18, I decided to travel to Buenos Aires uh, from my city to Buenos Aires to the Amir Taleb School, Arabian Dance School, uh, to start to study there because uh, Amir Taleb invited me to the school to study and also he gave me like a free annual lesson. I don't pay anything in the school. So was here invitation to study in this mm. this program. I need to take all the class by free, and I know it was super special opportunity. Yeah, that's very special. Uh, I'm very curious here about your opinion because we had quite a few guests previously on podcast from Argentina, and everyone is talking about Amir Talib School. Yes. What do you think is so special there that what he or teachers they give to students that we have so many internationally known Argentinian dancers who all uh, went or most of them refer to Amir Talib school? Uh, well, I think um, it's one of the most important schools in Argentina for us uh, because uh, he was one of the first like a uh, belly dance male teachers uh, and also he gave a lot of opportunity to the oldest students, so also is very famous dancers and teachers from the school, like Asaida, uh, Leandro Ferreira, and is a lot of teachers. I mean, uh, in the school you have a very very good education, like uh, about the styles, about the traditional dancers, and about traditional styles. I mean, so it's it's very special and it's very nice place to study. I, I really enjoyed I was there two years and I have also, every time I have very good memories from there. Mm. And you moved to Buenos Aires or you were going to Buenos Aires from time to time for this class? I was uh, two years. I was living in Trelew, it's in, in the southern, in the Patagonia. I traveled in around 25 hours by bus to the capital every month. Uh, and was two years like this, wow. but I never moved to Buenos Aires. And then uh, around six years ago, I moved to Mar del Plata. It's in the province of Buenos Aires, but it's still near more, <laughs> not <laughs> like a 24 hours. It's just six hours. Wow. It's still fine for me. But it's incredible to travel 25 hours yes. every month. Every month for two years. Wow. What did you move to spell? Because for so many people, it's like 40-minute travel within a city. It's a start. Oh, no, it's too far. I'm not going to go to the class or workshop. (laughs) What did you move to go 25 hours every month? Yes, every month. Like every month. Uh, I don't know. I think it was the passion and this like uh, feeling to learn. uh, Because in this moment, I don't have a lot of idea, a lot of uh, technique. So it was just the only things that I had to do to improve my dance, to improve my style, to be someone in in this career, I mean, because just was my only opportunity to travel because I don't have to pay also because it was so difficult. The economy in Argentina, you know, maybe sometimes it's difficult and hard. So just was my opportunity to 
to study and and have this chance to have like a, a Amir Taleb, like a teacher, Jonathan Palermo, Shahel, Leandro, Yusuf Constantino. There's so many and they're so good like uh, in the class. I always remember them so, so nice person. <laughs> It's very nice. And uh, which moment was then you realized that you want to have dance not just as a hobby or actual profession? I think uh, when I finished the career in the Amir Taleb school when I was 18, um, I th- in this moment I think, okay, I want to maybe give some workshops in some cities. <laughs> And I remember the first uh, organization that invited me to give some workshops was super near to my city. And I, I remember that I was feeling so excited about this, but I never imagined that, like I will travel to some mm-hmm. other country. My first desire was traveling in the Argentina, give some class in the cities. And then I think at 18, I just start to feel like, a, okay, I want to travel. I want to meet new person, give a class and give something to some students that want to learn from me. Mm. And there are so many dancers all around the world who dream about exactly what you dreamt about, like giving workshops. So how was your first workshop? Was it they, they just invited you? You reached out? Or maybe you have, I don't know, some tips now with your experience of how to help people like to, to step that like to first time, yes. first workshop? Yes. I, I just recommend that you have to believe in yourself and uh, you have to give something from you. I mean now everyone have like a sometimes it's the same style they dance like someone mm-hmm. so this the most important thing is to give something new to give something from you something that you create i mean some style something for the organizations i mean because they always want to they are something new something special from some festivals, some workshops. So I think this is the, the most important things to do when you want to start to to move and to travel. Mm. And how to... Uh, because we all keep hearing that, oh, you need to develop personal style, personality, individuality in dance, but it's very, it's such a difficult topic. <laughs> yes, it's so difficult, because also difficult for me, mm-hmm. because when I take classes with someone, for example, with Saida, it's always take a lot of things for her, from here, and then I, when I practice, I always do like same, like exactly the same mm-hmm. like her. Also happened with Daria when she was in Argentina. I also take many class with her, and and it's so complicated. But you must to understand when you take class because I always do every time when I have the chance. Uh, when I travel to festivals or travel to capital, the Buenos Aires, uh, I, I always take class. So you must to understand that you can catch and take. Um, the movement, the style, uh, the combos, but you must to put in yourself in your body and make by your way. This is the most important and I do it, this every time and I try to understand by myself. 
like how to do this. I like this step. Okay, I like, for example, a step from Saida. It looks very nice in, in here. But when I want to take this, I, I try to put, okay, but do like you, like your style. And, and this is the difference to make your way. I mean, every time you can look like someone mm -hmm. because it happened to me like every time <laughs> but you must understand to to keep this like in your style mm. but if you really like some step or combination uh, for many dancers it's very frustrating like what do you mean to make it mine i can do this it looks good uh, uh, what else can i do like is there any like thought process or maybe like listening to your body when you dance how, how like specifically what is that is it like i don't know arms speed or what what makes the step be yours for you uh i think it's uh the energy that you put is is different and also um yes how you can teach this is a step of this combo to your body to don't push too much because maybe it's too hard you learn some combination because my wish is like a turn like a body of Iskevich but I can't I cannot do it <laughs> I think I will do it in the other life not in this one <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, this is the most important thing when you try to do by yourself I mean It's, it's very important to understand and hear your body. Mm. Yes. And how did your training process uh, maybe remain the same or change? Because before you mentioned that you traveled every month to Buenos Aires like years ago, but it was like once per month trip. I don't know how long. Was it a few days, few weeks? But then what was the rest of the months? Did you practice on your own? Yes, I practiced by my own. And also I had a, a the studio, that, the school for my mom. So I give class ah, also. Ah, so your mom also went yes. into professional life. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, my God. Now she left and she gave me in this moment all her energy to me. And she, I remember she said, okay, David, I will leave this. You can continue with this because you are growing up and you can do it by yourself um yes i remember traveling 24 hours then stayed the whole day in buenos aires around i take eight class per day maybe seven maybe and then returning the same day 24 hours to my city and then when i arrive of course tired but you have to continue with your activities i mean in the school, training with your groups, training uh, by yourself, and always training by, by myself. I mean, in the airport or the substation, I, I, I'm always doing something with my <laughs> music and with my body, It's mm. like, or stretching or practice something. Mm. And how does your training uh, sessions look uh, like now? Do you have, I don't know, do you go intuitively like, oh, now I will do this? Or do you have any plan or structure that you keep from time, from again and again, from training session to training session? <laughs> I try every time before my normal class per week in my school in Argentina. I try to go early 
to training before my class, training by myself, training my combos, training new choreos. And this is it's like a time for me. And also when I go to some place, some countries, they also give me the chance to practice in the room class. So I always take the room. Okay, let's go to training and do something to have fun, to create. It's like this. I create like this. I put the music, having fun, and then it start to create some new combos and new choreos. Mm, but that's awesome that also organizers provide like some space and yes. thoughtfully that oh, also artists also need yes. from time to time have time <laughs> on their own in the studio. Yes, it's very fun when, for example, uh, when I travel to Singapore, they uh, put me in the same hotel and in the same hotel is the, also the school. Mm -hmm. So I just going ah. down from my room directly to the to the studio they gave me some key and I can go in and train in when I want. Oh that's awesome. <laughs> yes, that's very, very cool. convenient. Yes. <laughs> and uh, do you remember your first uh, international invitation to teach? My first international invitation was super faster. I remember that some uh, in the in this event uh, they need uh, a man, a belly dance a belly dancer. Mm. Uh, but this man cannot travel like he say I cannot go like uh, four or five days ago so they called me because my friend is, is going to this same festival she tell okay David maybe can come so the organization called me and tell me okay David you can come but you have to come tomorrow you have to take the flight tomorrow I was my first trip, but can you it imagine? It was festival? Like yes, the festival in Peru. It's, I mean, it's near, but it's for, for me, it was like a... It's, it's two around, different countries. Yes, <laughs> it's two different. It's like a five hours by flight. So they tell me, okay, you must to come, but it's, uh, we will send you your tickets tonight and you have to travel tomorrow. And for me, it was like, a, oh my God, I cannot believe it because I was... In this desire to travel, and I and I I I, I was thinking, okay, I want to travel, na, 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 and then uh, happened this, and it was so amazing opportunity, and it was super nice travel. Mm -hmm. I remember the first time to I arrived to the international airport because it was my first time, and then change uh, flights and change airports. Oh my god, what! But it was so amazing. Mm, oh my god, I can only imagine how. Uh, your family and your mom is proud now, <laughs> like seeing you traveling all around the world and everything started with basically a hobby at home yes, for teaching. Hobby you. at home and having fun with this music in the TV and we always uh, remember this, this, this situation in my home with my mom and my sisters and every dancing, everyone dancing like uh, having fun. Mm. What is the most exciting for you in, uh, Traveling, you mentioned that you dreamed about traveling and like meeting new people, but now actually doing it, <laughs> what do you find the most uh, exciting or maybe something that uh, caught you by surprise in this uh, career and lifestyle that you didn't expect but nicely? <laughs> yes, for me, it's always a surprise uh, that some people want to learn something from, from me. I, I mean, this is the most nice things when I travel. Uh, when I you, when I you meet some new persons, and this person let let you know that oh David I want 
I want to have here because you have new tricks with the veil or with fan veils or I mean when the people let you know these things it make me make me for me so special I mean this is always a surprise mm. that the people want to learn this is always on my mind okay I cannot believe like every time this is um, very nice that's so nice <laughs> <laughs> and going on the opposite side uh, what is the most challenging that you found in the traveling career the most i think um maybe uh, it's a good uh, like uh in a good imagine to be like a man in a belly dance i mean because oh. like uh, it's is something like uh, it's for women in some countries so mm. this is difficult Sometimes, when you arrive to a new country and maybe uh, the people see a little bit different because you are a man doing belly dance. So this is the most difficult. And also in in Argentina, when I go to some small cities and the people looks like this is a man dancing something from women's. This this is a little bit difficult, but that is open, like every every like every moment is like more open, so this is more easy to to follow. Mm -hmm. And do you really feel that ballet dance is really uh, just for women? Like it's very stereotypical, but like what what's your opinion of that? No, for me not. For sure not, but it's difficult when the people let you know this, mm -hmm. and you have to start to oh. speak about this is not, this is like this, this is a belly dance. I mean, it's for everyone, but sometimes the people think that it's only for women, so you have to show it. You have to teach this to these people. So, mm. what do you usually say when people like come to you with these things? Because uh, who knows, maybe even someone listening to us now like is a little bit skeptical <laughs> because we have all range of people with the different backgrounds, and someone is may not you be used or you know like aware. Like what, uh, what is the main like message that you kind of feel you are sharing with your dance in terms of for whom it is real? Yeah. Yes. Look. I, I meet some person and some mother of little children mm -hmm. that they, they have a like a little man in the family and this little boy want to dance but maybe they don't send to the oriented school because his father don't want to do this woman things so I always try to to explain just let the let the be the kids like free don't don't tell what they want to do i mean this is like a dance this is like a why a, a man cannot do like a belly dance and also they can do ballet i mean it's it's dance it's not like a from one from woman i mean i i always try to explain I, I am happy, I mean, doing this, doing belly dance. So this is important things. And also from the families that think that, oh no, this is like a woman thing. Let's send to my 
my girl to the oriental school and not my <laughs> not my boy yeah unfortunately there are still like in even in 21st century we still have like divisions mm, yes. like male and female like oh female i don't know uh, dance kitchen and sewing yes. so some people still think yes. this way and the same goes i guess for male professions yes. and activities too yes uh, but it's great that your family was uh, like supporting. That's that's <laughs> yes. like very important and and main uh, thing. And uh, um, when uh, uh, you have uh, someone, uh, by the way, in Argentina, I'm very curious. Is it popular among small kids belly dance? Moms belly dance. No, among small kids, uh, children. Uh huh. Is it popular it's, there? Uh, yes, it's popular. Now it's coming more. But I mean, uh, it's popular in the school and also it's too much popular in the competition. Like I think here in Ukraine is the same. Uh, but uh, yes, for example, I just uh, give a class uh, for teenagers and, and women. I don't have all children already in my school. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, uh, it's, it's popular, I think. In, in Buenos Aires, more. And in the north, it's more. For example, if you go to competition, you will see like a 200. <laughs> yeah, the same here in Ukraine. <laughs> yes, and uh, what is your uh, opinion and approach to that? Because there are still the same discussions as like, is the belly dance for women or men? Uh, mm. uh, there are still discussions, is kids or children dancing mm-hmm. belly dance, is it appropriate or not? Or should they stick only to folklore at, at certain, like, small age? What is your opinion about that? My opinion, I, I like it. I really like it when I saw it. And for sure, when this is, like, a take care about the children. I mean, when you do a correct choreos, a correct costumes, I mean, I don't like when I saw some children dancing, like, a 25 years like uh, doing like a sexy movement and with sexy custom i mean oh my god i just wanted to go and tell to her mother please stop it because it's like a very strange i mean but uh when you take care about the children and make good choreos like good uh, makeup uh, also a good uh, custom when you do by the correct way i mean i i really like it and appreciate it I mean, uh, if these people, these children go to oriented school, they take class, private class. So this is, this I like it. Hmm. I don't know how it's in Argentina, I'm very curious too, but I noticed that in uh, uh, Eastern Europe, very often parents bring their kids to oriental school already with the idea of having potential career for them uh so they start doing dance not just for hobby but they treat it so seriously so they hope that their kids and they grow up they will actually have it as a profession in a career and having international trips etc like looking at so many dancers doing this and so many young dancers these days start having international career uh especially here like in eastern europe in Argentina, is it more like a hobby for kids or do you encounter some occasions and even on teenage ages, people come already with the idea, oh, I want to have it as a profession and travel all around? Yes, I think it's half because mm-hmm. it's, it's a lot like a hobby. 
the mothers sent to the children's like holy because they I mean the children have to do something I think yeah. have to dance or divorce I don't know I remember when I was in this or the school like we do aerobic and ballet and uh, flamenco and <laughs> everything uh, we do like a hobby but I I maybe in this time that we saw a lot of belly dancers traveling around the world and so famous and I don't know something like this stuff glitterish uh, <laughs> yes uh, I think maybe yes happens sometimes but it's hard because maybe the children don't want to do it so you I mean you have to take care for these things if the if the boy or the or the the I mean the kids are happy with this this is perfect but sometimes you saw the opposite. Mm-hmm. You saw maybe the the kids not happy with doing this, and they just do it because hear mom or hear dad. Yeah, that's that's sad, and it's very it's sad to see a lot of this at competitions. That yes. is like it's obvious, like kid really doesn't want to be there and spend mm-hmm. their time yes. there. But like, and it happens uh, maybe sometimes when you go to the competitions, you saw these childrens. Uh, making the performance around 2 a.m., 3 a.m. in the night. So it's insane, this. It's, it's not for children. They have to sleep. It's the hour to sleep, not for competition at these hours. It's, it's and crazy. not only that, especially when they start at 8 a.m. in the yes, morning, yes. is their first, and yes. their 10th performance is at 2 a.m. at night. Exactly. Yeah, yeah it's, it's sad. For those people who, for those dancers who maybe are just at the same, like, you know, stage or level or period in their life that you were that so excited, oh, I really want to develop and do international career and have and travel. Uh, do you have any tips or advices or probably some students in your school also with this dream of having ballet dance as their profession in international careers? Uh, they may come to you and ask, oh, like, can you tell me the secret? How can I make it happen? <laughs> I think it's, it's not a secret. I always tell to my student, uh, if you want to be um, like more, I always play, if you want to be more like a famous or you want to travel or you want to do something more special, I always recommend that you have to keep like a taking workshops, taking class, private class, every every opportunity that you have to learn something new from, I don't know, every teacher, you have to do it. I always put in my mind this, you, David, you have to take, if you have the chance to take every workshop when you, when you go, or when I go travel to, to Buenos Aires, I, I always do. So this is very important. Keeping doing these things, keeping taking class. This is very important. And also be respectful, be nice and, and take care about yourself and about the people that is around you is very important. Mm, that's a great reminder and uh, even showing with your own example that even now already start traveling and having so many workshops all around the world you still go and yes. take classes even in your own city yes yes and it's, 
it's, it's like this. When I, I re always remember when I was for first time in the festival in Singapore with Mercedes Nieto, I just ran from my room after my class. I just ran to my room to take a shower and then go down to take the next workshop from here. And uh, it's like this. When you have the chance now, I have the chance to take class from these people when I share uh, from Sadie, from Marta Korsum. I don't know, it's, it's a lot. I had a, the last year was super amazing and this one too. I had I had the chance to share with people like this and it's very nice when you can learn and catch new things. It's very exciting. Mm, that's cool. And when you come to a workshop room of someone else teach, teaching at that point, uh, what is typical this reaction of students in that room? Do they expect you to sit there? <laughs> no, no, no. They always surprise because uh, you never imagine that some teachers from the same event uh, will be in the same room learning something new. I remember when Dalia was in Argentina and we shared the same event with with her and also my, I take all my students to travel with me and to mm, to know to Daria. I remember the first class in the morning, <laughs> I was the first in the line <laughs> taking her class and a bit, a, behind me was the, my students and all, the, all the, this girl in the workshop like, uh, what he's doing here? <laughs> he, he will give the next class or something like this. But this is very nice. I like it. I like to share like uh, one student more. I, I don't feel like a, a star or some special person. I mean, it's a normal things to do, normal person, so you must to keep learning. Mm. That's so awesome. And uh, it's really unfortunate situation that a lot of dancers, unfortunately, think once they start teaching, mm. they don't need to learn. Or sometimes yes. they feel not only that, because some people, they feel ashamed to go to group classes. Mm -hmm. They like, oh, if I yes. study, I only do private and nobody needs to know it. <laughs> it's a secret. And it's really great uh, to just uh, see example of like, no, it's, it's, it's normal. It's like normal. We, we just yes. need to keep uh, studying and learning exactly like this yeah it's great what uh, excites you now in your dance career like because uh, you were telling that you had such a big dream of traveling <laughs> all around the world and giving workshops now you are doing it uh is there any other like dreams that now come to your mind that you really hope they will come true soon <laughs> <laughs> yes well i just want to keep in like a dancing and having this this fun when i travel uh, I don't want to feel like uh, worried about travel and about these things. I want to keep it feeling excited. And I also, I, I want to start some plans about online class, online mm -hmm. career fields, because I don't have already uh, the time to do it. But I really want to start to plan in something like this because it's many people ask me, me about when you will start to online class or, or how we can learn some new combos from you. And I always tell, okay, I will do in the future, I will do in the future. But uh, I want to try and uh, it's my next project to do it. Oh, that's so awesome. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I can only imagine that right now with all travels, it's super challenging to find time, <laughs> but hopefully... Yes. 
we sent the message to universe. <laughs> so hopefully just the same way as someone invited you for your first festival, something will happen and get you to do online classes. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm sure everyone will be super excited. And what are your um, trips for upcoming like few months, like end of this year, something in December, any upcoming trips or beginning of next year? So people know where they can catch you in person. <laughs> Yes, I will be uh, the next week in November, in December. I will travel to Taiwan and then to Chile will be my last two countries in this year. And then the also next year I'm going to Rome to Europe and then I will spend one month in Europe in March traveling around Spain, Brussels, France and Serbia also. And then I have all my years full booking for 2020. And wow. it's already opened my my dates for 2021. Okay, I have one more question. Okay. To all these dates and uh, things. How many years passed since your first international invitation and now? It was uh, it's around uh, five years. Oh, wow. Yes. That's great. That's awesome. Like starting with the first last minute invitation to have yes. full year, fully yes. booked already and booking more than a year in advance. Yes. Now. Yes. I remember the last, the, the first year when I traveled, like I had the international event. I was two countries, uh, to visit. And the next year will be around 18 countries. Oh, wow. Yes, it's super crazy. It will be so amazing year. I, I can wait to the next one. Well, wish you good luck with all your travels and trips. And do you usually announce uh, events on your social media? Yes, on the social media. I will have all my booking to and my date to the people that want to know about my next year so they can catch the dates there. Well, we'll definitely add the links to the show notes to your social media. So for everyone who is uh, listening now to us, <laughs> you can go just easily to the show links and click and connect uh, uh, with our amazing guest today and uh, follow his uh, uh, dancing and dance adventures and travel adventures. <laughs> so thank you so much for carving this time uh, today to share. Is there anything that you feel you would like to share with dancers, especially dancers? who are uh, thinking about having dance more than just a hobby but they're still in the beginning level of their profession is there anything that along with what we talked anything else you feel like sharing yes i would like to have the the idea that uh you must to keep doing and keep it i mean keeping doing workshops and keep uh, taking class. This is the most important things to do. And also, don't lose the passion because this is very important when you dance. So keep uh, doing this with passion and with love, and doing and doing by yourself. I mean, keep in this. I don't know how to explain because mm -hmm. this is difficult. But just uh, keep doing with the most energy that you have and this will be so special i think mm, <laughs> that's great and uh, how to keep this actually uh, i'm gonna jump because we have our signature 
question of the podcast that okay. I always summarize. Okay. I don't know if you heard any previous episodes, maybe you heard this question, but it's closely related to what you just said of keeping the passion alive. Yes. Because the question is, what makes you fall in love with belly dance again and again so you keep doing it for so many years? I, I, I always say the same. I... This passion and this love is coming from my students. When I saw in the room class, when I saw how they do uh, maybe some short combo or maybe I teach them uh, some new step. And when I saw, I mean, the face, like this happy face, like, uh, oh, they is, is, is doing something new for us. This make me so happy and this, this love I can, I can explain. But it's coming all from my students. They inspire me so much to keep um, growing and keep going forward. That's it for today, guys. But before you go away, don't forget to screenshot this episode and share it with your friends. And if you post it on social media, please tag me and our guest because we love seeing who is listening to the podcast. Thanks for being with us and I'll see you next week. Same time, same place.